Welcome to the Cool Tools Show. I'm Mark Frauenfelder, Editor-in-Chief of Cool Tools, a website of tool recommendations written by our readers. You can find us at cool-tools.org. I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Kelly, founder of Cool Tools. Hey, Kevin. Hey, it's great to be here. In each episode of the Cool Tools Show, Kevin and I talk to a guest about some of his or her favorite uncommon and uncommonly good tools they think others should know about. Our guest this week is Bonnie Burton. Bonnie is a Los Angeles-based author, games writer, podcaster, YouTuber, and journalist. Bonnie writes books about entertainment, pop culture, crafting, drawing, self-help, and humor. She writes both fiction and nonfiction for children's, teens, and adults, and her books range from making of movies, crafts, drawing, and sci-fi books for kids and young adults. She also writes nonfiction books for licensed properties such as Star Wars, Harry Potter, and DreamWorks. And she writes murder mystery games for Hunt a Killer. You keep very busy, Bonnie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad that you can take time to join us. Thank you for your wonderful suggestions. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, They're a little bit different than the last time I was on. Last time I was, uh, that was my first time out, and now I had a bit more fun with it this time. Cool. That's what we're looking for, fun. That sounds great. Yes, it's all about fun. So, yeah, tell us uh, tell us your uh, first one. It sounds pretty cool. I'll let you share. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Nordic Ware Haunted Skull Cakelet Pan. Mm. Uh, I don't know why they call it cakelet. It's, for the rest of us oldies, it's a muffin pan. <laughs> I don't know. Cakelet. Like, cakelet. Well, that's I because guess... you, can charge, you can charge more for a cakelet than you well, can I for a think... muffin. Yeah, it also I think <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, it's, it's slightly bigger than a muffin. So okay. um it's uh it's a skull-shaped mold that you can make ice because it's um I, I think it's what they're trying to do is so it's not just muffins. That's why they don't want to call it a muffin oh, pan. I see. So you can make uh popsicles from it, you can make uh like they say crispy treats. I think they mean like crisp like uh rice crispy treats. Uh, mm. you can make pizza rolls, uh, Mexican ginger skulls, you know, for day of the dead and mm. obviously little cakes, but you can also make meatloaf and mm. <laughs> I have not done the meatloaf yet, but, um, I watched this great, there's a great goth YouTuber out of Kansas called Jade the Libra and she shows step-by-step how to make a meatloaf, uh, skull from this uh, cake pan. So that's one of the reasons I got it because I was like, oh, okay, I need to, you know, since the pandemic, everybody's been cooking more at home. And I've been trying to meet, wean myself off of Postmates because mm-hmm. I'm very lazy and because I don't have any roommates. It's just me. I tend to not eat the healthiest because I don't have anyone raising an eyebrow at me. <laughs> when i order food (laughs) so i was like okay maybe if i get one of these things i'll make like a vegan meatloaf or something i mean truth be known i'm probably just gonna make red velvet cupcakes and they're not (laughs) any healthier than before but it's i like the idea of skull as a mold for things yeah definitely yeah Yeah. and uh, it's pretty cheap it's 30 dollars on amazon i got mine at target uh, if you can get to Target, now is the time to get all the Halloween stuff if it hasn't been picked over mm-hmm. yet. Um, and then they yeah. have it for sale there. It might be a tad cheaper at Target. Right. So, so there's, there's six. It's a little tray with six skull molds. And it's, yeah. Is it the, half of it or is it a full mold with the back as well as the front? I think it's got a 
flat back to it. I'm not sure. I think uh, it's not like those silicon trays where you get two of them and you just fill it up and then yeah. do back to back. I think it's flat on um, one side, which makes sense because you don't want your food rolling off the plate. So mm -hmm. I think it's just yeah. flat on one side. Yeah. Is it metal or silicone? I think one. it's, uh, let me double check. I believe. Was it stiff or does it flexible? I have mine in my, um, underneath a bunch of pots and pans or else I'd get it. And then you'd have this <laughs> cornucopia well, of things unique. hitting it's each all other. Be, all be on sound. Yeah. yeah this, uh, it's aluminum or, okay. alumi or aluminum, aluminum. They as say they say in the UK. In, oh, yeah. in the pond. Yeah. Yeah. But if okay. you go, if you go to the Amazon page, it's funny. They have all these like stylized links. And of course, one of them is red velvet cake and it looks like red skull from Marvel. Cool. Like it looks like Hydra. It. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty intense. Like if you do sugar, um, sugar skulls for day of the dead, you can decorate it with different colored frosting and stuff. And that's a little bit more playful, but, um, I, I collect a lot of day of the dead stuff just because I like how death is celebrated and it's not mm -hmm. macabre. It's, uh, you're celebrating your loved ones that have passed. So, I'm more on that spectrum of death, but I do love yeah. I do love horror films. So I think I'm also being slightly hypocritical. Yeah, both, I also like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you like the Disney movie about Day of the Dead? I, can't I did. I thought that was. Yeah, so it was really sweet. good. It was really yeah. good. The music was great. I think it really showed the culture well, and um, a lot of Mexican Americans worked on that movie, so it wasn't appropriating anything, right. you know, it was definitely more of a, uh, informational. If you don't know anything about that culture, I grew up around that culture in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of Latinx people and, uh, mm -hmm. Mexican Americans. And so I grew up with that knowing about it, but not everyone does. So, um, did you see that movie, Kevin? I saw a Coco. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. Coco. That's the, yeah. the Pixar, the Pixar movie, Coco. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah, it's so it's good. really good. And yeah, I kind yeah. of feel like more, we'll start seeing more of that. Like as hopefully as, uh, um, more things get greenlit that are diversity based and not just, you know, white dude, white dude stories. Uh, right. hopefully we'll see more of that kind of, culture and stuff not just in kids stuff but in adult stuff as well so i'm all for it for sure but yeah so that's my first tool good okay, okay. well let's move on down the list <clears throat> okay second tool um they're called silicon trivets uh they're basically they look like a large rubber coasters for like hot it's basically you put hot pans on it Mm -hmm. Um, if you need to move something hot from the stove to the kitchen table, dining room table, you put that on there and it, it keeps kitchen services and table services from burning. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have something super hot, like a casserole or something, but these are such a cool design. They almost look like spirograph designs, Yeah, they do. um, that I got it for decoration. I was going to buy a bunch and put them on my bathroom wall. <laughs> um, because I like different kind of designs for that uh -huh. and I don't want to do wallpaper, but then, um, and they're pretty cheap. You get three for 12 bucks. Um, and I got mine off of Amazon. 
but they're also perfect for opening really tough to budge jarlets. Oh yeah. Which I have the upper body strength of like a Keebler elf. Like I have no, <laughs> not a Lord of the Rings elf, but a Keebler elf. So right. I have enough different. muscle power to shove cookies into my mouth, but I don't, I can't, I can't open anything. Like I can't, I have zero weightlifting skills. Uh, and because I live alone, I I can't open anything. And I don't want to go to my neighbors because that just seems sad. So <laughs> can, uh, can you open this jar of peanut butter for me, please? Yeah. And I don't want to. Yeah. And I have a lot of jars to open. And so uh, you could do that trick. There is a trick. There's a sciencey trick where you uh, can put um, the jar lid, the whole jar in the jar lid under some hot water. And then you hit the edge of it with like a metal, like, uh, you know, mm. butter knife or something you hit the edges of it all the way around and then you can open it. There's something to do with physics, science. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you don't want to do that, you get one of these, uh, you know, these trivets, these silicon rubber coasters and it, you just put it on top of the lid and just You're like cover the lid and then the, it opens. Like you just turn it mm -hmm. with that because you have extra grippage. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I that's why I got it. But they're very cool designs. So because they're like spirograph design, and for those of you listening who don't know what spirograph is, I feel sad, first of all, because that's <laughs> that's a childhood thing from the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s that they were these discs that you basically put uh they're different shapes and you put and they had holes in them. I can't I don't know if I can describe this properly. They were they're like gears and so they would Yeah, they look like little steampunk gears and you yeah. put them inside of a hoop, like a circle that was mm -hmm. uh, uh a hoop. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. And everything's like on white paper, and then you use a pen into one of the holes in the gear. And then you work the gear all the way around inside the hoop or around the hoop. You could do around it as well. And you get these really cool, uh, almost like atomic designs. I don't know how to describe them, but they're, they're very they're all radial. They're all radial and circular. Yeah, they're yeah. really pretty too. And when animated gifts were first a thing, and um, <laughs> I'm gonna age myself, but when <laughs> gift remember Gift Builder would that come out in like 1997? Okay. It's called Gift Builder, and it was you could put a series of images and make an animated GIF. So you can make your own animated GIF. Not like how you can do it now, super easy, but you had to have a bunch of different images and then you put it together, kind of like stop motion. Mm -hmm. And I would make these stop motion spirograph animated GIFs. I'll send you some if you want to check them on. They're on my website, cool. uh, girl.com, which is G-R-R-L.com, girl.com, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I've had since 96, Forever. 95. Yeah, I still have the same email address. It's so funny when people are like, oh, I forgot your email address. I'm like, had Bonnie at girl.com yeah. since 1996. If you can't remember yeah. that, that's sad. But yeah, so I had those because uh, I have an eBay collector section on girl.com of things I would collect when eBay first started. Uh, so I collect big eyed dolls from the sixties and really creepy haunted puppets and a lot of like, like a Pee Wee Herman dolls and Spirograph. And I collect a lot of like, remember cooties, the plastic yeah, bug the, the grasshopper toy. Yeah. So I collected a bunch of those and then, uh, would decorate my apartment with them on the wall. So it looked like I had a cootie infestation in my apartment. <laughs> Uh, mm. I always treat my apartment like an art installation and it's always for my own benefit. No one else cares, but I, 
Good to tell. So, so, nice. so what happened to those decorations from that, that time? Or you- oh, well, that was like my first apartment in San Francisco in the nineties. So I, I mean, I've been through so many apartments. I know, but did you leave, did you leave all that with the apartment when you left? Oh you no, leave? I want the security department back. It's uh, <laughs> the security deposit. It's like when you're that young, it's life or death for you to get yeah, that exactly. back. Right. It's funny because Amy Sedaris and Todd Oldman called those, per- called it personality tax. Uh, if, if you want to, you want to do strange things to your apartment. I mean, she's lived in the same apartment, Chelsea, for years. But if you want to, you know, do fun things with your apartment, you just have to assume you're never going to get that back. Right, right. So, so you still have the co- goodie stuff? I don't. I think I gave them to a friend that had kids. Um, okay. I go through toys. Pre- I regift a lot. I mean. I have a pretty small apartment in North Hollywood right now. It's like, um, I think it's less than a thousand square feet. It's a loft. But if you look mm-hmm. at my Instagram, it's, it's like part, it looks like it look, it looks like I live inside of a bookstore. <laughs> uh, Cause I have like 23 bookcases and I oh color, cause I color code everything. It looks. Uh, you it looks say color nice. code, color code, meaning that you, everything is arranged by color, or that you have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all it my books, like- all of them are, except for my comics, because uh, I would never be able to find the comics. It's a lot easier to find books than comics if you color code. Yeah, yeah, that was that's really tough. I did go to a bookstore that was color coded, and man, is beautiful, but I could not find anything. Yeah, um, Adobe <laughs> Books in San Francisco. Yeah, that's where I was. I went. Yeah, to it. yeah. in the Mission District. Yeah, I'm sure, I think they're long gone. I don't know if they still exist. No, no. But... I was th- while they were doing that, it was like this is wonderful and this is horrible. Well, <laughs> they were also a bookstore. If you'd ever been in there before, they color. Coded. They were the kind of bookstore was like good luck finding anything because it's just books on the floor. I mean, it was. I think it was kind of organized like a regular bookstore. I don't think they did Dewey Decimal System, which I have done my organization of my books and records like that um, before. That's because I'm a third generation library kid. My both my mom and my grandmother were librarians, um, so we learned Dewey Decimal very quickly and very sternly (laughs) i knew it but yeah adobe books was all over the place um with their books and it was kind of fun if you're a book collector and a book lover because i love bookstores like that because you feel like you're treasure hunting and you feel like you find some really cool stuff iliad books in uh north hollywood is like that that's a really famous used bookstore rare bookstore it everyone that's ever in la should visit iliad books i know everyone's I know everyone says go to Last Bookstore, which is also very pretty, but Iliad is a rare and used bookstore run by book lovers. They just went through a uh, redesign, but if you watch um, the latest, I think it's the latest latest season of American Horror Story called Red Tide, there is a scene where one of the characters before she finds success as a romance writer is having a very limited attended uh, book reading. I was like, I can relate to that. Um, and oh, it's, too. it's an Iliad. Oh my God. I've, I've had book signings as an author where just two people showed up and yeah. one of them showed up on the wrong day. Like they thought I was somebody else. <laughs> that's good. I've had one. I've had ones where zero showed up. Yeah. yeah uh, that's fine. That's yeah, real yeah. fun. Especially when you're at a convention and you're next to like, you're sitting next to like really popular authors who have oh, a line yeah. all the way down Classic. the hallway. And then you see the pity 
in the eyes of the people waiting in line as they look at you. Oh my God. Trying yeah. to figure out who you are and why you're sitting there. And it's uh it's a fun. Totally. It's, yeah. I don't I don't miss that because of COVID. Like yeah. canceling book I had a book I have books come out every year and I had uh, a book came out last year and a book come out this uh, two books last year and one book this year. And I was like, I'm so glad I don't have to yeah, I know. do that. Everyone thinks it's a, uh, like a really cool and ego boosting thing to do. Cause we're all like used to seeing our favorite authors and how right, right. big alliance they have. Um, I know that murder she wrote ruined my, uh, my ideal of what book <laughs> it basically gave me unrealistic uh, ideals as an author thinking I like Jessica Fletcher would be put up in the presidential suite, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, that I would be invited to very, yeah, yeah. uh, posh and, uh, expensive hotels. And that I would have, right, right. you know, that NYU would offer me a professorship. No, I had a couple of those experiences where you have one or two people show up and that was why in my last, kind of big book i decided to do podcasts yeah and i had a rule it was very simple it's like if you've done more than three episodes of your podcast i will show up on your podcast wow and and it was like it was superior than having two people show up at um at a bookstore yeah and i so far it was far more effective just to appear on anybody's podcast if they had more than three episodes because that would because the audience was always going to be larger than the two people who would show up at the bookstore yeah i and will say uh the new series with dean martin and uh uh was no yeah it's not dean martin as if <laughs> as if uh, steve steve martin <laughs> steve martin and um who's the other guy dean uh Martin Short. Martin Short. Martin Short. Mm -hmm. um, and Selma Gomez, the only murders in the building, uh, where they are amateur uh, detectives and they are podcast, true crime podcast junkies. And they decide to start their own podcast, which is great because you have the boomer level with, you know, the two old guys and then the millennial with Selena Gomez. And they start a podcast called that only murders in our building because there's a murder that happens in their building and they want to solve it. So they start a podcast like the ones they love to compete with, you know, the big, the big guys. And they think they get like, I think they get 17 followers and they think they're a huge success. <laughs> and I was just like, I can relate to that. I can relate yeah, to that. Totally. <laughs> Anyway. That's, is that a is that a recommended show? Oh yeah, uh, it's on Hulu. If you mm -hmm. have Hulu, okay, uh, we I do. highly recommend it. I'm, I'm I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's some great cameos from other people from theater. Uh, Martin Short's character plays a, uh, a retired, or I guess I shouldn't say retired. He's trying to make it big again on Broadway, but he's that guy that's been that came up through Broadway and he has too many Broadway stories that no one wants to hear. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like the uh -huh. Steven Soderheim stories or whatever. Like he just has too many. And then, uh, uh, Steve Martin plays an actor who was on a famous cop show and he was a detective cop show called Brazos. And so certain people know him from that, but like he's, you know, he hasn't done a TV show in ages. And Selena Gomez is just, you know, random millennial. And, uh, but she's got secrets, you know, but she's also very sarcastic. And she also, you know, accepts their friendship, which is kind of sweet to see a millennial boomer kind of friendships happen. And, uh, 
And if you love true crime, there's so many shout outs to true crime. And I will say there's a surprise cameo of someone who's like a very successful true crime, true crime podcaster who it's, it's kind of based off of the uh, my favorite murder podcast, which is my favorite true crime podcast. And uh, it's, it's very, it's very funny. The cameos they have the actor cameos they have in the show. So I highly recommend it. So I, I want to confess some um, ignorance here. What are true crime podcasts? So is, true, that, that sounds like a genre. So, so it is. It is. And the yeah. genre is like true crime, meaning that each podcast will be about a history of crime yeah. or. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Serial, so like, Kevin. You remember that one? Yeah, I remember Serial. So, so it's, kind like, of, uh, uh, it's kind of like, you know, how 2020 and 48 hours and those types of no. new shows. No, I've never seen those. Are you serious? 2020? No, never, show. I don't have it's TV. It's been I, on since like the no, 80s. Oh, we haven't had TV. I've never had, had TV. We haven't had oh, TV. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> yes. One of those people. Although the people uh, who had internet from the very, very beginning, but no TV, and the okay. first Netflix subscriber, but no TV. Yeah, I'm one of those. Okay. <laughs> well, no, Netflix counts because Netflix has a lot of documentaries that are about sure. crimes that have happened. You know, the Ted Bundy right. tapes, that's true crime. So, so, but the podcast is like every week they would take a, a new dissect. a new case, a new case and dissect it. Yeah, okay. and a lot of them are uh, cases that are cold cases um, that have yet to be solved, and that's kind of the uh, attraction as a true crime uh, fan is that you think you if you just you know look at this case long enough and dissect it and hear all the different sides that maybe you can be the one that solves it. You know, you like you want. Up. You could crack the case. And it's funny because that is something comes up. <laughs> that is something that comes up in um, only murders in this building uh, because there is a cop, a detective who's just sick of true crime people trying to butt their way into her cases because they think they know everything because they listen to true crime oh, podcasts. Yeah, so happens. it's the amateur. It's like, well, it's like Jessica Fletcher, right? She's not a real detective. She just writes about murder or castle with Nathan Fillion, which is very much like murder. She wrote. And it's all about people who think they can solve things because the cops have must, must've missed something, but I can figure it out. So mm. that's what true crime is a lot. of, And so some true crime is about that. Sometimes true crime podcasts will dissect a historical murder mystery mm -hmm. ba uh, Bailey Sarian who's one of my favorite YouTubers she started out as a beauty tutorial person and she's gorgeous I mean she she's uh, one of those people that does makeup professionally uh, as a makeup artist and she decided because she loved true crime that every Monday um, she would turn her usual beauty tutorial YouTube, which was very, very popular, uh, into Makeup Murder Mondays. <laughs> uh, that, oh my gosh, yeah. that transition, that is bold. It's bold, but it's, it's, made her, it's made her very famous and very lucrative. She gets millions and millions of views on these things. And it's uh, literally her with no makeup on at the start, putting on makeup and if you're interested in what she's putting on she lists the makeup in her description and the video but she'll go step by step very uh in depth talking about one true crime case and sometimes as she's it. putting on makeup yeah yeah and oh my gosh that is just brilliant yeah. so niche and, yeah and she's very she's is she very whispering does she, does she do anything no, no. no. she and should she's, she's, she's very 
she's very funny <laughs> and very personable and like she just she can be a little sarcastic but uh, you know one of the things she does which i really commend her for and i think my favorite murder podcast which is done by two female comedians as well i think that's a, a what they do is they don't celebrate the serial killer and they don't like they don't glamify it you know they don't mm -hmm. they don't glamorize serial killers and they are about the victims but with bailey she sometimes she she picks true true murder cases that are just so off the wall um one of them was i think about aquafina which was about a perfume that was made uh by this perfumist in in france i believe in the 1700s 1800s and uh, that perfume was actually a poison in a perfume bottle that she would sell to women who were beaten by their husbands because you couldn't get um, divorces back then. And so they oh would God. they would poison their husbands with <laughs> this poison that was made, but sold as a perfume. And I was like, that's genius. Why don't I know about this? Like she, she delves into a lot of wow. weird 1920s, Whoa. 1930s murder mysteries that you might not know about. So it's not just recent ones. It's a lot. It's not like, you know, just the girl gone stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's new stuff. I mean, old stuff. And I've learned a lot. And so does my favorite murder. They'll go into that stuff too. So true crime's weird. Like I think if you love murder mysteries, uh, fictionals, fictional murder mysteries, that it's not too big of a step to then go into true crime because you want to know about, you know, why are, why are there so many unsolved cases? Why are there so many cold cases? Uh, you know, I write for Hunt a Killer, which is fictional murders. Um, but I, it's a dream job because I plan elaborate murders for these mm -hmm. games. They're kind of like, uh, they're kind of marketed as escape rooms in a box. It's RPG game. Uh, and as a team who writes, it, it's almost like a TV writer's room. Uh, we uh, use real world poisons and stuff. Like we, we not in real life. We don't test mm -hmm. death on each other, but like, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a how to, like these games are not how to kill people. It's uh, we do murder mysteries and realistic. Well, the, the cool thing about these games is it's like, you're uh, like, you're a detective that gets, you know, suspended, but you take all the, all the information with you and make a murder wall on your wall and try to figure out the murder mystery using autopsy reports and witness statements and clues. And, um, you know, we have, yeah. And it's all different things and we have physical clues and we have a lot of different ciphers and puzzles. And, and, and what are these? This is called hunt, 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 hunt a killer. Hunt a killer. And, and this and is you like, get like a package in the mail, like, yeah, you can get it kind of like Loot Crate where it's you get a box. Uh, if it's a, a game that's many seasons, kind of like a TV show has many episodes, mm -hmm. then you each episode is a box and it leads up to the end of I the see. story. Or you can get an all-in-one story in one box. And those are for sale like on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and things like that. Yeah. Just go to, If you go to huntakiller.com, you get to... You, you can see all of them, but the true crime stuff has suddenly now become important to my job. So that's why I'm like kind of more obsessed with it than I should be. But here's a yeah. good segue. Here's a good segue. Yeah. Dusting if you, gloves. If you decide to kill someone, <laughs> don't forget to do it using dusting gloves. <laughs> 
So if you're gonna murder someone, uh, gloves are gloves are good to wear, but dusting gloves even better because then you wipe away all the evidence as you uh, as you do the job. What are they? Wait, what's a dusting? Oh, glove? they're super soft. Uh, like they're made out of microfiber, which is ideal type of fiber for dusting. Like you don't want to use. You know how a lot of us have used like old socks and rags for dusting. <laughs> Microfiber actually picks up the dust and, and holds on to it. So it's not like you're just wiping dust all over the place. Right. Um, and these are actual gloves you wear. And they're almost like mittens. You know, they're super soft. Uh -huh. um, and you wear them. And I use them specifically. I, I'm, all, I'm all about the dusting. So I wore these gloves, but then I also have dusting slippers. So I oh, wore them on my feet. How about like, shouldn't you have those like dust things that they use for silicon wafers, the whole bunny suit? I was thinking about that. I was like, why don't I just get a whole hazmat suit that I can just roll around on the right. floor. And... You have microfiber, the whole thing. That you yeah. Just... So I was, if you have the gloves, can that mean you could just go through your bookshelves and just pick oh, up yeah. books? And you don't have to dust it. You just have to hold them. Yeah, that's that's why I like them is because you can wear them and then you can get into corners that maybe your other dusting apparatuses can't get into. But they're also perfect for dusting houseplants. So if you have a mm. lot of houseplants that are have fragile leaves, um, but you need to get the dust off of them. Um, massage like a, yeah, like a monstera can rip easily. So you have to be careful of those leaves. Not so much snake plant or pothos, but... You still have to dust all those off. Um, and I live in Southern California where it's dusty all the time. It might as well be 1930s Kansas because it's just, it's like Dust Bowl Central or Dubai Dust Storm. Like it's always dusty in my apartment. So I'm always using LA those things. Dusty. It's just dusty. It's not like San Francisco uh, where I lived predominantly most of my adult life just because it's great, but it got too expensive. So I moved down here. But honestly, like San Francisco, you have to worry about mold. Right. And uh, mildew, and then in LA, you just have to worry about dust, dust and fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. We, we have earthquakes and mold. You have dust and fire. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah, but I will say these gloves are very comfortable, and they're machine washable. So as soon as you're done, oh, dusting, I see. You just, that's how you. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So you just put yeah. them in the wash. All, okay. all of all the microfiber is. So if you have microfiber. Uh. Uh, rags or uh, boot like sock booties. I use that for like just. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I use those just to wear around the house every day because then it picks up dust on my floor. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, cool and they're idea. cheap. They're cheap. They're like ten for. Or, I'm sorry, three yeah. for ten bucks. And I think the footies are even cheaper. But yeah, if you can. If you can get these gloves, you'll never go back to like regular dusting again. Okay, so um, we have just a few minutes, so you should tell us about your fourth. Um... Okay, the fourth one's the best one. Yes, I think so. It's a five-foot-tall, posable, life-size skeleton. <laughs> uh, you can get these anywhere, but Target right now has it for the cheapest for 40 bucks. And, um, and it's and... about 60 inches in height, 15.5 inches width. 6.5 inches, I think, diameter. And it's an extra large, I mean, even though it's five foot tall. So it's like, just imagine any of your friends or family that are five foot tall. That's how tall the skeleton is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really fun because it's posable. So cool. uh, the legs, the knee joints, the foot joint, like the ankle joints, knee joints. I'm staring at my skeleton as I'm saying this. Uh, the elbow. And the shoulder joints are movable. Um, hand joints are movable too. 
The skull itself, you can turn around. The jaw is also movable, so you can have the mouth shut or the mouth open, so it's like, hey! And uh, it comes looking like a regular skeleton. You can hang it. That comes with a little uh, hoop on the skull. I cut that off. I just have them sitting in my living room staring at me. Um, and I put googly eyes in the eye sockets. <laughs> so it's extra. You got to send us some pictures of that. Oh, yeah. I, I, in the uh, document I filled out for you, I have yeah, uh, the Instagram. my Instagram. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. If you go to my Instagram, it's uh, Bonnie Girl. It's just my name, Bonnie, and then G R R L. You can see many, 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 many pictures of the skeleton just hanging out. Yeah. Um, so it, in the old days, these life-size skeletons used to be incredibly expensive. Oh, yeah. Because they were, you know, autonomical models. And oh, whatnot. I have one of those, too. I have a medical-grade one. Right. But, but, but these stand. are almost almost as good, right? I say, I mean, they're not, they're not as detailed. The medical one that I have is on a stand. And it's kind of like the kind you would see if you were, had a, a science class in high school right, or right. college or pre-med so it's accurate and it also comes with stickers so you can label everything uh-huh. because those those skeletons are really for teaching models sure and i got my first one on amazon it was on sale for like i think a hundred bucks or something because uh-huh. they're usually a lot more expensive and it's just so funny because when i moved from san francisco to la let me just tell you i have a lot of taxidermy too so the movers really were nervous at oh, first they, they thought i was a bookstore at first because of all the books and then and the bookcases and then and i had no bed i had a futon that i was leaving behind so i had no bed just books dead animals and skeletons and and scary puppets and dolls and things and so i remember when one of the boxes broke open and the skeleton fell out there was just like this long pause <laughs> <laughs> like the movers looked at me and then looked at the skeleton, looked at me, and I'm like, "Oh, it's not." I I, I remember saying this so cheerfully. Oh, it's not real. <laughs> like I said it a little too quickly, and they're like, "Uh huh, uh huh." I'm like, "No, it's not real." See? And I'm like trying to prove to them. I'm like, "See, if you lick it, your tongue will stick to it. If it's a real, if it's a real bone, your your tongue will stick to it because human bones are porous." And like the more I tried to explain why it wasn't real, the creepier I sounded. <laughs> So I will uh, say, if you move with skeletons, just make sure they are wrapped in bubble wrap. Don't just put a skeleton in a box. <laughs> they just, they don't, yeah. But um, yeah, so originally I did have the medical one. I still do. I bought it because of the British comedy series, The Young Ones. I don't oh, know yeah. I watched it. But uh, yeah, Viv- Vivian, it's a comedy series, but Vivian, who's a punk rocker, is a med student. And he has the skeleton uh, the ex- exact same medical skeleton right next to their refrigerator and different episodes. You'll see him decorated with different things. I'm like, that's genius. So that's why I bought it. So cool. Yeah. But I do yeah. highly recommend a, a poseable skeleton. It's a lot cheaper. Right. They're usually 40 bucks. You can find them pretty much now everywhere. Cause of Halloween, but you're, right, you can right. find them at any store and online. You could probably find them cheap. Party city has them too. Everybody has them. So I saw our, our friend, Matt Hawley. Uh, he, Instagram and a neighbor of his who had a nine foot skeleton and that's okay. what I want. So here's the one you really want. It's not the nine <laughs> wow. foot one. It's the twelve foot one. Okay. <laughs> it's a twelve foot skeleton. I almost bought it. My apartment is too small and I almost <laughs> bought it. I was like, okay, okay, but I realized because I live in a loft, I'd either be staring at its crotch the whole time <laughs> or 
if I was in bed, it goes all the way up. So you see the skull staring in at me while I sleep. And I thought this would be funny until I forget I have this. And then it's not going to be funny. But it's only $300 at Home Depot. So it's actually well, Home Depot cheap. sells it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. But you have to find it. And the, you have to get a U-Haul, though, because <laughs> the box is so big. <laughs> and you have to still put it together. Even though you have to assemble it, the box is still very, very, very oh, big. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. So if you're going to get it at Home Depot, I think Home Depot delivers. But you might just – it might be cheaper <laughs> – to do a you all, but they are going like hotcakes. And if you're on Facebook, I highly recommend joining. I think it's called the Giant Skeleton Club or the Twelve oh Foot Skeleton Club. <laughs> I'll send you the URL. But it's so much fun oh. to see what people are doing with them, and it's like just hilarious. They they have one where a bunch of little skeletons are holding up the big skeleton. <laughs> And there's, I mean, there's, a, and then there's one where the giant 12 foot skeleton is walking a ton of dog skeletons. Like he's a dog walker. Uh, someone also dressed him up as Mario from Mario brothers. There's one that's dressed up like the grim reaper. And these things are tall. Like I'm, when I say 12 feet, you don't think it's tall. It's tall. It's tall. No, it's it's tall. tall. I think this is a good place to end. Oh my gosh. Now that I've officially ruined cool tools. <laughs> no, 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 you've, 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 you've uh, upped our level. By I've, yeah, turned, I've so, turned yeah. it into uh, cool murder tools. Yeah. Murders, <laughs> poison, yeah. skeletons. Well, yeah. We're, we're on topic here. I mean, okay, when, when we get to 12 foot skeletons that you get at uh, Home Depot on a yeah. U-Haul. That's like, okay, I I, I was that's not expecting level. that one. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's, yeah. It's, that's dedication to Halloween right there. Yeah, well. I think, I think because we were all in sequestered for so long because of COVID quarantine, it's made people a little loopy. And I'm one of those people. I got very shining like, like I, I was, so, I bought all this furniture thinking all my friends are going to come visit when I first moved to LA and then COVID quarantine happened and I have all this empty chair. So I just filled it with like creepy ventriloquist puppets and now a skeleton. It's I'm, I've completely gone Norman Bates. Like I just need to like, <laughs> I need to re reclaim my spot in society. So yeah. I don't go completely insane. But I think because of quarantine and COVID people are like, I, they want to celebrate Halloween to its fullest because we didn't yeah. really get to do that last year. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. So. Yeah. So, so our our contribution this uh, was this week. My wife and I watched uh, in Five Nights Squid Game, the first. Oh, it's so season. good. And so it's good. like, oh my gosh, that's that's so my good. contribution to oh, the oh, Halloween. Ruin it for us. We're on our fourth episode. I won't. I won't. It's on Netflix. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, start watching it. It's more bizarre than you think it's going to be. So yeah, good. exactly. We're it's loving good. it. And very yeah. well made. Good acting. Great sets. Yeah. So yeah. Did, you, did you do the dub or the uh, the sub? We're, we're doing the subtitles. We're kind of purists. We did Here's the dub. And the dub was pretty good. Good. Here's the thing. I, I do both the dub and subtitles. But I'm, wait, 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 at the same time? Yeah. And I'm of the age where I put subtitles on English things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do that, too. I, I, have I, to. I have to because people <laughs> yeah. whisper or I don't quite understand what people are saying. And I don't want to be that old person that goes <laughs> and says, <laughs> what are they saying? Yeah. What are they talking about? So I watch it with subtitles. But here's the fun thing. If you do watch something... 
that's in another language and you know the language it's fun to watch the subtitles because they don't always match up yeah and yeah, they especially never they never do especially russian stuff never does but if you watch uh what was the one with uh, natasha leon that was like groundhog day russian doll russian doll so the cool thing with that their music in their end credits are it's just so well curated but one of them is a pussy riot song that's in Russian, but the subtitles are in English. And so you actually finally know what they're saying oh, because cool. they never yeah, sing they... in English. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but, I, I, but it's also good because I watch a lot of things in different languages with subtitles on just so I can learn bad words, mm. uh, mm -hmm. like swear words, uh, because there's just certain swear words that are, are best said in Russian or Spanish or right. Italian. Yeah. Yeah, but, but in but, but in Squid Game, you watched it with subtitles and dubbed. I did, and then okay. I'll probably watch it again in its original language uh, yeah. with uh, subtitles. I did. Yeah. I just finished Chestnut Man. I highly recommend that as well on Netflix. That's a Danish uh, murder mystery show. That's very creepy, and I watched it both in uh, Dutch and also English. I, I watch things twice just because I always think I'm going to miss something. So I'm that person. Okay. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank yeah. you for the tour and the whole tour and um, for your picks and, and for all this other stuff we talked about, which is just as interesting as any of the tools that we're talking about. Oh, so. good. I mean, sometimes really you, fun. I will say if you, if you dare to have me back on, uh, if you want me back on, if I haven't ruined all these, if I haven't ruined our, our friendships, um, <laughs> of course if not. You, if you ever want to do a cool tools based on murder, <laughs> I can, you're, the, you're uh, the girl, you're the girl. You're the, you're I can the tell you which tools you are best used for bearing, a, for killing, <laughs> but also hiding a body because that's the one thing killers oh, yeah. always forget. Yeah, that's the killing, tough thing. Killing is easy. It's getting away with it that's hard. So you have exactly. to like figure out where you're going to bury or dismantle or hide a body uh for years and that's right. not easy so i i'm your girl if you want to do a special okay. <laughs> tools episode <laughs> all right that sounds we'll so great but i should say for entertainment purposes only yeah for educational purposes only yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah i'm not yeah. i'm not suggesting anyone murder anything there's right. always a non-violent situation or solution for pretty much everything absolutely so, true yeah, right. yeah, yeah yes yeah. okay well you you certainly fun. killed it today so thank you yeah. yay thank you <laughs> 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 Thank you for having All me right. on, and I appreciate. Right. I I I, uh, I had a lot of fun, so thank you right. for having me on. That was so much thank fun. Thank you. Hey everybody, it's your host Mark, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Cool Tools Show, and I also wanted to let you know that we've got a lot more going on at Cool Tools than just this podcast. We also have the Cool Tools website, which has a new tool review every day, and you can get there by going to cool-tools.org. We also have four different newsletters that you can subscribe to, and you can subscribe to those from the Cool Tools page. We have this podcast that you're listening to right now. We also have a YouTube channel where we review tools. Check that YouTube channel out by going to youtube.com slash cool tools. And one of the things I'd like to ask you is if you're really enjoying everything that we are producing, go to our Patreon page and support us there. You can sign up and give us as little as $1 a month, and that would mean a lot to us. The money that we get from Patreon goes towards a lot of things. We transcribe our podcast interviews so that you can read them online. 
We pay for editing of our podcasts and for our videos. We pay our contributors. We have video production costs. We have equipment costs. We have hosting costs. And the money you give us through Patreon also goes to support Cool Tools Lab. Anything you give is a huge help. And one of the things that we do is if you are a contributor to Patreon, we'll give you a shout out on air. And so I have a few people here to thank this week. Mark Lyonaj, Micah Gates, Monty Zukowski, Patrick James McNally, Robert Cohen, Scott, Spence Lloyd, Steve Avery, Steve Golden, Steve Levine, Tom Hess, William Phillips, Aaron Nipper, Darab Patel, Glenn Mercer, Jay Walker, Jeff Bonner, Ryan Jarrell, Pat Daly, Patrick Kennedy, Troy Wallet, Mike Camerate, Nicole Harkin, Tim Youssef, Scott Reed. Thanks all of you for supporting Cool Tools. And if you would like to have a shout out, go over to the Patreon page and sign up. And thanks for listening to the Cool Tools podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>